hello there. Assalamu alaikum. Good morning, evening, or whatever time you're watching. <laughs> and thank you so much for taking your time to um, join me here. So, and if you're hearing, if you entered here, um, do tell me um, from where part of the world are you hearing for, from? I would love to like know that. <laughs> so, today we're talking, we're going to talk about a popular issue that has always been an issue. Um, and I titled this video, What Malaysians Can Learn From Black Lives Matter. So as we all know, the murder of George Floyd is getting popularity worldwide. Even though it is an American issue, it resonates with so much of us due to its um, sensitive and um, yeah, very resonating um, uh, theme, I shall say. So, of course, um, including Malaysian, also Malaysians are um, showcasing and giving our solidarity um, to fight for justice for the one who's, who's been oppressed in the United States. Because, I mean, let's face it, even we Malaysians, the non-Americans one, can see the anti-Black sentiment, how, how the Black people in the U.S. have been oppressed. Like, literally... Black people are getting murdered in open public places by authorities, you know, not by other other bad people, but by police, the ones that you give your trust, if not the most. So that is really, really heartbreaking, the least to say. And you know, and how and the fact that how it would never happen if it were another race. With if it was with another race, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting a lips. Um, I mean, yeah, even we could see that, and this is not the first, um, first, um, unjustified murder of black people. Countless of black people in America have been arrested, and there are, I mean, forgive me, I don't know the real statistic, but I'm sure there is at least a hundred of unjustified killings by police. So, so I asked myself, as a Malaysian, what can I learn from this? How can we, you know, how can we take the lessons from there? So, I just want to ask, uh, I just want to explain what my thoughts are about this by asking you one question. What if I tell you, if Malaysians do not take pre precautions, we can also be like that, you know? If we Malaysian do not take precaution, we could grow into a nation that on the surface may seem have it all, may seem to live harmony with other races, but as a matter of fact, we have problems. So... Let me tell you, firstly, for now, obviously, compared to what's happening right now in America, Malaysia is okay, you know, Malaysia is, you know, harmony, you know, um, harmony does not being defined by having no problems at all, no conflicts at all, but we're, we're okay, we're okay. Cuma, there are some things that there are not in place. Ada beberapa benda yang tak kena pada tempatnya, I shall say. 
Dan kadang-kadang aku rasa Melayu Muslim menzalimi agama dan bangsa lain. And I'm not talking about oppressed. You know, uh, ingat balik belajar sekolah agama, maksud zalim. Maksud zalim adalah meletakkan sesuatu bukan tempatnya. Dan lawannya adalah adil. Meletakkan sesuatu pada tempatnya. I mean, that's it. I mean, from the very basic level, kan? Of course, kita guna perkataan zalim tu untuk perkara-perkara, you know, horrifying things that we don't want people to experience. But on the very basic level, itulah dia zalim dan adil. Perbezaannya pada meletakkan tem- sesuatu tem- sesuatu itu pada tempatnya atau tidak. Itu saja. Um, jadi, aku kata aku, kita, uh, aku kata Melayu Muslim menzalimi. Sebab aku tak rasa kita bagi apa yang mereka sebab aku rasa kita bagi diorang hanya kita rasa yang Melayu Muslim bukan apa sebenarnya yang mereka nak dan mereka perlukan. Sebab itu, walaupun kita relatively aman, macam macam cakap, kita okey je. Kita okey je. Konflik, ya, sana sini, kita okey. Cuma dalam aman-aman sekalipun, ada sesetengah pihak yang memang sengaja buat isu sebab nak mengganggu keharmonian. You know, we don't create conflicts out of thin air. <laughs> we don't do that. But there are people who does um, dengan sengaja membantik, membangkitkan sentimen sensitif dalam kalangan kita. That is definitely a wrong thing to do. But I do believe benda tu bukan saja-saja timbul. Like I said, it does not appear from thin air. Jadi kalau kau perasan, like I'm going like very general here. Aku tak nak sebut apa-apa kaum, nama kumpulan or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying kalau ada... <laughs> Um, names pop up, I'm very sorry, but I'm trying, okay? So, kalau korang perasan, kumpulkan isu-isu ini adalah biasanya kumpulan yang bukan majority. I mean, the people call them minority. Like, we have a lot of, like, uh, numbers of minorities also big in Malaysia. So, so but being the majority itself, it has an influence. So, itu maksud aku. Um, jadi, aku rasa apa yang berlaku adalah mereka cuba memberitahu kita sesetengah benda yang rasa, kita rasa macam tak penting. Tapi sebenarnya penting dekat diorang. But then we as a majority telling them that it doesn't matter. But it does matter to them. Maybe it's not to us but to them it matter. Tapi sebab kita tak nak dengar cakap, diorang bengang. So they think that kita ni sebenarnya, uh, majority ni sorry, majority ni sebenarnya against kumpulan minority. Jadi kebengangan ini dimanifestasikan dengan cara yang salah. Dan kemudian apabila um, dia jadi salah, bila cara meluahnya itu salah, yang majoriti pula macam lah, eh, 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 apa ni lah, eh, kenapa kau ni? Lepas tu mulalah, mulalah keluar lagi naratif baru yang ah golongan minoriti ni tak bersyukur, um, patut sedar dari mana mereka datang, kumpulan majoriti ni lah yang bawa mereka yang besarkan, eh, besarkan mereka. I mean yang menjaga mereka Yang kasih tempat duduk hidup sama-sama dengan kita Dan sekarang mereka sengaja nak lawan kita Padahal isu asalnya adalah Dia berpunca daripada salah faham je One people saying this is important And one people saying this is not as important Or important at all as a matter of fact So itu je isu dia sebenarnya But it creates even tapi dia sebagai isu ni tak diselesaikan. So, dia makin pum, 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 pum. And yeah, you know. So, yeah. And this is why I believe initially happened in the US. You know, after slavery, white people think that 
uh, after slavery, they think like, oh, slavery dah tak ada. So, they probably say, you know, kami dah hapuskan racism, kami dah hidup sama-sama dengan bangsa kulit hitam, kami ada kawan kulit hitam, kami ada teacher kulit hitam, kami ada tu-tu-tu-tu-tu-tu. Which is true, true, you know, as a matter of fact, kalau you dah, slavery is gone and then you're living together, that is true and that is good. Cuma akan ada isu-isu yang black people akan cuba bangkitkan. Um, but then nanti um, white people, they don't balas, you know, we liberated you, you know, you you nak complain pasal benda ni ke, like, you know, like, sebelum ni, like, you use such in a low position, but now, you know, we're together, like, Korang tak boleh nak, nak syukur lagi ke? So, yeah. Sekejap uh, mana tadi. So, itulah mereka macam benda yang pada pandangan majoriti tak perlu dikomplain. Sebenarnya itu sebenarnya yang um, Google, kumpulan minoriti nak sangat diselesaikan tapi tak dapat. Excuse, Excuse me ya. Ah. Jadi, lepas daripada komplain tu dan beberapa beberapa komplain lain, walaupun pada luarannya mereka nampak aman, tapi disebabkan dah jadi benda tu dah nampak dah. So, like, the majority and the minority mula macam, they're pitted against, against other, you know. Like, kita cuba ngam tapi diorang tak dengar cakap kita. So, yelah, sem- dalam kita sama-sama ber, ber, uh, berkehidupan bersama-sama, kita still kena waspada dia orang. Testi kena jaga dengan dia. Macam itulah. So I mean the fact that like white people as majority, it's kind of like we liberated you from slavery. So fahamlah sikit the fact that you live as a suspicious being in America, you know, like you know, and we police we need to take every measures in order to protect the majority sense of security. Because security tau sense of security. Nak buat macam So yeah, that's it. I know, I know like hearing this, it doesn't make sense. But that is what I believe subconsciously happened. And I say subconsciously sebab it comes from our instinct of want to protect ourselves actually. It doesn't mean yes, it's come from the very basic instinct of us want to protect ourselves. And instinct yang offense dulu. Yeah, you know, like we serang supaya kita akan selamat. Ah, macam itulah. So... So yeah, even me, I'm talking this from the fact that I am, um, I am someone who has a lot of uh, visible privileges in Malaysia. Like, um, kita semua ada privileges, but you know, being being a Malay, being a Muslim in Malaysia, being in an urban town, being having having strong internet access to do a life is actually a luxury and a privilege that everyone should be thankful of. You know, so I'm talking fully, humbly from the from the fact that I do acknowledge my privilege, and actually it would be humiliating for me to not do so. So what's happening right now in US? I don't want to see that in Malaysia. You know, I don't want us to be pitted against each other. So here's I think what we should do. Here's I think like. How we should change our time in living with each other. Firstly, is to how do I put this? Huh? Um. Firstly, is to actually when it comes to things not about our our 
group actually when it comes to things done about our races about our religions or you know things like that you know when there's visible groups with visible distinct actions beliefs and ideologies kalau tak melibatkan kita tak ada campur sangatlah <laughs> tak ada campur sangat and actually like like mind your own business <laughs> i i don't know i don't know how to put it and i'm not talking as like okay mind my own business saya hero saja no i'm not talking about that macam ni sebab aku tengok selama ni antara usaha kita nak tunjuk bahawa kita betul-betul hidup dalam harmoni adalah selalu nampak dalam iklan kan kita putri that we intensely living together and our lives are very intertwined like you know like kalau berjiran macam like kejap-kejap datang rumah lepas tu kejap-kejap meraihkan sama-sama lepas tu kejap-kejap tolong ni 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 with like that is an ideal yes it's good it's very good but it's not the standard you know masa aku macam ni um aku terfikir kalau ada jiran non muslim aku buat majlis. Okay, katakanlah like you know, I'm a Muslim so katakanlah ambil contoh di Pabali, perayaan Hindu kan. Ah uh, katakanlah dia orang buat majlis perayaan Hindu. Dan aku tak nak pergi ah uh, majlis tu. Adakah dia membuatkan aku less Malaysian? Adakah dia membuatkan aku less one Malaysia? We haven't heard that since 2018 but we are not Malaysian. <laughs> okay. Um but yeah, you you get what I mean, right? Like, adakah kalau aku tak nak pergi tu, adakah aku macam gracious uh, ataupun macam ah uh, begitulah kan? Sebab aku rasa tak. Sebab apa? Sebab asal aku tak pergi. Sebab aku tak sambut di Pawali. Tu je. <laughs> you know, like okay, you guys sambut di Pawali. Okay lah. You guys sambut lah di Pawali. Ah uh, so itu je lah. And then I think the same goes to me. Aku tak rasa aku patut risau kalau aku buat majlis hari raya, Aidilfitri. Dan jiran aku, dan aku tak perlu rasa like takut jiran aku yang non-Muslim terasa hati sebab aku tak jemput diorang. Sebab diorang pun bukan sama raya. <laughs> you know? And I deserve the right, the basic right to celebrate the people that I want. You know? So, so jangan majlis hari raya, Aidilfitri adalah majlis perayaan orang Islam. So I want to celebrate it with Muslims. I don't want to celebrate it with non-Muslims. Be- Kenapa? Because I hate non-Muslims? No, because non-Muslims don't celebrate Hari Raya Dimitri. It's, it's as simple as that. So, yeah. So, pada contoh ni lah kan. So, if you are, um, um, you have majlis you sendiri, you buat lah you punya sendiri. You don't have to invite us. Ni maksud aku macam mind, my, mind your own business. Macam, okay, you're doing your thing. You know, okay, you do your thing. Lah, macam tu lah. And then kalau you nak extend ajakan tu, ajakan perayaan tu, bagus. Tapi tak perlu. Dan kalau ajakan tu dipanjangkan sekalipun, penerima ada hak untuk tak pergi, simply dia tak celebrate. Maksudnya, contoh kalau aku ajak jiran non-Muslim aku tu, eh, jomlah datang majlis raya di Fitri. Aku tak perlu terapi kalau dia tak nak. Simply sebab dia tak nak. You know, like, maybe should rather watch TV than come here. Sebab dia tak celebrate pun. So, it's like, Okay, you nak pergi tak? Oh, tak apalah, I tak nak pergi. Okay. Setelah. Dah sama lah dengan jiran non-Muslim aku. Kalau aku dijemput, I have the right to not go simply because I don't want to go simply because I don't celebrate it. Itu je. You know, contohnya, nak pergi majlis kepawali. Oh, okay, tak apalah. Uh, saya tak sempat di kepawali. That's like, oh, okay. You know, selamat bercuti. <laughs> you know, so, uh, dekat Malaysia ni, raya 
agak memandai pun semua cuti je. <laughs> that thing is living in Malaysia, we have a lot of cuti umum. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you get my point, right? You know, you get my point, right? Senang je, it's a very simple principle. And then second, daripada situ, when we're not that much minding of people's business, it would be easier for other, if to, it would be easy to listen to them if they have legit problems. Sebab, sebab kenapa aku cakap macam, mind your own business? Sebab, sebab it's easy to listen, sebab kita tak dengan perceive awal-awal, oh, we are living together nicely, so I know what you say doesn't apply. Macam, oh, kita dah, you know, hidup sama-sama, kerja sama-sama, and then they try to see macam, eh, boleh tak you jangan buat macam ni? Alah, kita dah ni macam ni, apa salahnya ni? <laughs> so, that, that, that is the problem. You know, that is why yang kita kena tackle. Sebab contoh, okay contoh, aku bagi contoh terbalik pula ya. Um, contoh, an, satu perkara yang Islam sangat larang, bukan tak larang, memang sangat, sangat larang adalah terlibat dalam majlis upacara agama lain. You know, melibatkan diri secara langsung adalah haram. You know, if you do that upacara, itu memang, memang that goes without saying lah as a matter of fact. Jadi, common sense lah untuk Muslims, kalau nampak majlis upacara agama lain, dia akan menjauhkan diri. Adakah sebab dia pergi? Adakah sebab macam, oh, non, eh, ni, ni majlis syirik? Macam tu lah kan? Tidak. Sebab that's, that's common sense tau. Like, like, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Okay, I stay away. You know? Um, so, tapi, um, contoh lah majlis si Pawali tadi kan, kalau ada yang mengajak Muslim, and then Muslim tu, yelah macam berat-berat hati nak pergi ke sebab scan-scan dan scan, And then they'll be like, alah kita dah biasa, macam mana? Alah kita dah biasa buat sama-sama, kerja sama-sama, awak tak boleh datang. Kita kasih makanan halal, kita ramai gitu. And then kita ni lagi-lagi orang Melayu ni macam yang macam uh, suka sangat jaga hati orang kan. So kita macam like dengan buat hati macam, ah, okey lah, okey lah kita datang. <laughs> uh, so, so, so you get my point, right? Kita rasa kita dah boleh tahan lama berdeka bersama-sama. Uh, bukan setakat dengan bangsa Melayu dengan bangsa lain. But 50 years is relatively a short time for us to say that we live in harmony dan kami tak ada isu kawan. You know, um, it will be unreasonable actually for us to do so. So that's my two, you know, if you want to take away something from today, itulah dua. You just, you know, just, you don't have to... You don't have to go all the way to show yang we are so intertwined ke apa. No, you just live your life as usual and just let them live their life as usual. Daripada situ, kalau diorang datang dengan concerns, you akan identify itulah concerns yang legit. Okay, excuse me again, ya. Yeah? Okay, Alhamdulillah. Jadi... Uh, apa aku cakap tadi? <laughs> okay, so 50 years is relatively a short time. Jadi, it's okay for us to acknowledge. Sebab aku rasa mungkin ada yang dengar ni macam like, macam, macam like, eh, kita ni aman je lah. Like, eh, kenapa you cakap macam ni? Kita, kita ada isu mana? Dia kita 50 tahun ni berikan ni mana ada isu? Uh, you don't have to do that, you know. It's okay to acknowledge that we have issues, you know. Like, every people have issues. <laughs> every nation have issues. Every races and uh, religion groups have issues. You know, it's okay to acknowledge that. It's okay to acknowledge that we are barely beginning untuk mencapai harmony. 50 years is a long time and I am proud actually as Malaysians to see what we've become. 
But relatively to say that kita dah sampai goal kita adalah idok. <laughs> I mean that's the that's the um that's the plain truth lah idok. <laughs> jadi 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 like it's okay to acknowledge that. So yang minority tak perlu terbeban untuk conform dengan majority. You know, if you think there's issues, legit issues that you need to voice out, just voice it out. Majority pun tak perlu rasa terancam apabila minority bersuara because that is their right and our right is to and the same goes goes both ways you know our majorities maybe also have issues and the minority fikir macam tak 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 berapa penting but it's actually itu pun they deserve to share from us as well so um aku bagi satu contoh um untuk menutup uh, tak lah tutup panjang lagi ni <laughs> tak adalah it's it's just like the last the last example i can give lah um, aku sepanjang hidup aku belajar sejarah Islam Apa yang aku faham adalah Specifically za- sejarah Islam Zaman Nabi masa mereka nak mula Meluaskan kuasa hmm. um, Jadi style diorang adalah Apabila dia menakluk satu kawasan Bukannya diorang macam Macam Ya yeah, I mean when I think about it Diorang bukan macam British tau datang sini <laughs> what, what I mean is uh, Diorang datang lepas tu uh, Okay macam um, buat sistem baru and then terus sultan urusan tu I mean at the least aku aku ingat aku belajar lah kan masuk urusan sultan masuk itu masuk ini orang Islam dulu dulu-dulu diorang boleh takluk kawasan diorang just okay ni kawasan kita and then no move on ke kawasan seterusnya diorang just bila datang tu diorang just macam should, should I say bureaucratic or just administrative administrative things je yang diorang sort out contoh like okay Korang sekarang bawa nama Islam. So, korang kena bayar cukai jizyah. Contohnya. Okay. And then, jizyah ni. Okay. Okay. Clear? 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 Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> and then, blah. So, that's how things were at that pada zaman itu, kan? Then, even... Then, itu pun macam... Itu kalau tak perlu Islam. Dan kalau ada yang perlu Islam sekalipun, biasanya takkan ada changes pada orang. Ketua mereka dikekalkan. Dan mereka just hantar satu wakil lah. Daripada, you know, dalam kalangan sahabat Nabi. Orang dalam Madinah, kan? Just... Um, hantar seorang je pun like duduk okay ajarkan basic Islam sebab takkanlah dia nak masuk Islam lepas tu terus <laughs> terus dia pergi kan so okay seorang ajar basic Islam okay ajar apa ajar solat ajar ajar solat lah biasanya solat so so what I mean is they technically don't care in a good way you know mereka fokus apa yang mereka fokus adalah misi mereka untuk sebarkan Islam dan sebarkan kuasa Islam dengan cara yang betul Jadi, when they don't care, when they basically don't care, it gives the people under them the freedom. The freedom that they need. The freedom that they deserve. Walaupun selepas bernaung di bawah Islam. Dan apabila mereka ada masalah, masa tu orang Islam akan dengar betul-betul dan selesaikan. Satu satu cerita, Lama Khalifah Umar Al-Khattab, Gabbana Mesir masa tu, Amru Al-As, nak buat masjid. Tapi... Um, tapak masjid yang dia nak buat masjid tu ada satu rumah Yahudi tua betul-betul dekat tengah tu you know ada tengah-tengah tu so macam like oh spoiler lah kan so puas dah dipujuk uh, Yahudi ni laki ke perempuan ya I'm not sure sebab aku aku I remember cerita ni quite differently um, so I, so ini daripada apa yang aku google balik lah so kita apa kita cakap lah seorang Yahudi tua eh so puaslah dipujuk Yahudi tu ni jual lah tanah tu, <laughs> jual lah rumah tu kasih lagi tuan bina masjid kat sini tapi dia tak nak 
Dan, well, I guess maybe sebab time tu masjid kena dibina di situ. Jadi, um, Gabena gunakan kuasa Vito yang untuk robohkan rumah tu. So, and you know, from from first macam kesian tapi nak buat macam mana kan? Betul kan? Like, kalau kita dengar macam like, oh kesiannya. Tapi yelah, ketua dah cakap macam tu kan. Ketua ada kuasa macam tu nak buat macam mana. Jadi, Yahudi tua ni, dah jadi tu dah roboh masjid, dah eh, dah roboh rumah tu, bina masjid tu. Yahudi tu pergi dari Mesir ke Madinah, which I don't know, maybe takes, you know, like zaman dulu bukan zaman sekarang kan, maybe takes like weeks or months di Mesir ke Madinah, directly untuk mengadu dekat Khalifah Umar time tu. Dia pun ceritalah dulu betapa susah dia bekerja, muda sampai ketua, barulah dapat duit, barulah dapat beli tanah tu, barulah dapat ru- rumah tu. I mean, it's a, it's a treasure, um, It's a treasure, treasure, treasure. It's a treasure wealth of him lah. Okay, excuse me again. Um, jadi, <coughs> dengar cerita tu kan? Dia dengar cerita tu, Khalifah Umar mengamuk gila. Like, why the hell would you do that? You know, why you robot, pergi roboh ke rumah dia? Then, dah pendek cerita, pendek cerita lagi, pendek cerita. Um, pendek cerita, like, Gabriel pendek, Khalifah Umar marah. Then, nak suruh masjid tu dibongkar balik terus untuk okey bongkar okey just just try that masjid dan bina balik rumah 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 tu so dia takut sangat sebab khalifah dah marah um, itu pun atau at the very least kalau tak dirobohkan masjid tu pun just bina rumah orang Yahudi tu kat tengah-tengah masjid tu which is which is obviously orang bawah dia macam why why like like come on you 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 really gonna do that macam tu lah sebab sebab ingat tau cik Masjid tu dah siap. Masjid tu dah lama siap. But then like bila benda jadi tu uh, Gabriel tu memang panik macam tu kan. So panik lagi cerita. I mean if you want to the whole story googlekan. But panik lagi cerita akhirnya Yahudi tua tu pun mengikhlaskan jugalah tanah dia. So uh, Ibrah aku adalah kalau korang dengar cerita ni boleh je Khalifah Umar cakap you know pembinaan masjid sangat penting bagi umat Islam. Kamu di bawah nama Islam. Berkorban lah sikit. Sebab kita orang yang jaga kau sekarang. Kita kita boleh kasih rumah kau yang lain, you know, I know it's a treasured wealth of yours. Tapi kita boleh kasih rumah lain yang bagi bagus, you know, you seharusnya bersyukur. Kan? But he didn't. He didn't say that. You know, California tak buat macam tu. Sebab dia tahu, once orang di bawah dia datang mengadu, it is a very big deal for him or her. Dan pada dan kepala dia pun tak ada, tak ada, tak ada nak fikir Oh nak buat Islam ke, majoriti minoriti ke, bersyukur ke apa You know, just tell dia You know, you come to me, you have an issue Dan tanggungjawab I terutamanya sebagai seorang khalifah Untuk selesaikan benda ni Itu je And I'll do whatever it takes You know, if it's really important to you Like for me, what Islam teaches me I need to honor you and your problems Your genuine problems So Yeah, I think that's a really good story to end this life. Fikir-fikir kan? So, yeah, I think that's it. Itulah dia. Um, itulah dia pendapat pribadi aku tentang ini. Um, obviously, it's not 100% right, but I'm sure it's not 100% wrong either. Jadi, sebarkanlah mana yang benar dan tegurilah mana yang salah. Sebab hakikatnya yang benar dan yang benar itu daripada Allah dan yang tak benar itu adalah daripada kekurangan diri aku sendiri. So, I'm going to end this. Thank you for watching and Assalamualaikum. Ooh. Wow, what a story.
Yeah, you shouldn't end your stream, all right.